Welcome back to the show, everybody. The Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the upper tier. This is your match reaction and player ratings. Inter Milan, nil, Liverpool, two. Certainly the scoreline didn't necessarily tell the tale of the game in that beautiful stadium, the San Siro, soon to be gone, unfortunately. Bobby Firmino popping up with the goal on 75 and Mo Salah with the second 83, the pivotal goal that really gives Milan not much hope going into the second uh, second leg of this toy. Um, all but wrapped up for Liverpool. Uh, not necessarily a dominant performance, but certainly a performance that sees, I would say, true to the quarterfinals. I can't see Milan getting what they want at Anfield and I can't see them shutting us out. Um Interesting game, all the same. An interesting lineup in the midfield. Um, I was very happy when I seen the lineup. To be honest, I, I was happy that the changes were rang in midfield and that it looked like it was a kind of a positive thinking midfield with a bit of attack in there. Especially away from home, he could have went with the more of the same. But um, kind of didn't work out for him. I mean, the plus point of it, obviously, Fabinho struggled in there. Um, but Harvey Elliott also struggled, but that's great experience for him to get, you know, which is fantastic, and you can't really put a price on that. Um, but the first half we came out, we seemed like um, it was like a pre-season or a training game or something like that. It just didn't feel like a big round of 16 Champions League game in the San Siro, a place we've been many times. But um, yeah, Inter Milan came out. We, we sort of started off okay. Inter Milan came out then. They were quite buoyed. They got control of the midfield with Vidal and all in there. Very, very strong. Um, possession was, you know, 47 to 53 in favour of us marginally. Um, I thought like our defence was very busy in the first half. Um, way more busier than what I'd like to see. But of course... Um, Konate in there and Virgil van Dijk absolutely taking control of defence. Virgil was unbelievable. And maybe that's a game that Virgil needed because in recent weeks he's been pretty anonymous insofar as it's just been a kind of a walk in the park for really. And it was great to see him coaching Konate through the game as well, explaining to him where he needs him to be and stuff like that. Um, Trent was a very low point, I think, in the game. I think for Trent Alexander-Arnold, I mean, he just looked so uninterested. Um, Perisic gave him an awful time out there on the wing um, and even when he went by him even the way he tracks back it worries me at times with Trent he just kinds of jogs back absolutely no question about his forward play and stuff like that although tonight it wasn't exactly where it should be again he was slightly off the ball but the way he just kind of jogs back at times when we're in trouble when players get behind him worries me a lot and I've seen Virgil van Dijk a number of times on the night, absolutely tearing Trent a new hole about what he was doing, you know. Um, Letero Martinez, very unlucky with that early uh, that early chance, just put to the wide right. Um, on another day, if he got on target, could have presented trouble. And Callahan Glue shot off the bar. Um, very unlucky as well. So we were riding our luck a little bit in that first half. There's no doubt about it. And uh, kind of came in a half time and it was kind of like, I'm sure Klopp wasn't impressed at all. The, the midfield was kind of out of its depth. Defence was overly busy. But the front row, front line wasn't offering a whole lot either. I mean, the, in the first half, obviously, Mane had that chance. A couple of bicycle kicks and stuff like that now, which... Um, you know, on another day, they smashed the back of the net. He was very unlucky with the one that just went wide right. Um, but that header, that header you have to put away at that level, that header you have to put away. I know he's only back from the AFCON and stuff like that, but for a player of his stature and a player who we know with the ability that he has and coming back from the AFCON after winning should be, you know, well boiled up for it. 
got to get that header at least on target. You got to get the header, and if not, put it away. So I was disappointed in that, you know. Um, half time, Klopp rang the first change. Obviously, Bobby Firmino comes on for Jota at half time. Uh, we know later on Jota went off with an injury, and it looks like he's going to be missing for the Norwich game, the Leeds game, and potentially the Carabao Cup. So we do have cover there in terms of Luis Diaz and stuff like that, and uh, obviously Bobby's there as well, but. Um, it is worrying that we lose him because he has been missed a consistency in the team, um, especially in the big games and stuff like that. So it would be a concern if he's missing, especially for the Carabao Cup final. Um, I would have liked him to see him in there because he puts that bit of grit in there that we might need against Chelsea. But however, on came Bobby Firmino. Again, looked a little bit lively. Um, but again, at times still struggles to get into the game, you know, get into that meat and bones of the game where you can dictate it and stuff like that. But does crop up on 75, ball in, glancing header, far corner, absolutely brilliant. And it was kind of the goal that we needed. Um, especially when you look at the first half, it was kind of, I won't say against the run of play, but we kind of just played their game as opposed to our game. Um, but a very, very important goal. And it kind of opened up the floodgates then. You could see the energy just oozing out of the Inter Milan side. Um, and we were getting control of the game then, and we could have had a couple. Um, but then, uh, then uh, Salah pops up, and um, ball into the box. He gets on the end of it, runs in ahead of one of the players, and absolutely rifles it into the net. Comes off a deflection, but goes in. And 2-0 would have been big. 1-0 going back to Anfield. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not worried in any way, because I know that we're head and shoulders better than Inter Milan. If you look at Serie A this season, it pales in comparison to the Serie A that we would know in terms of the strength of world football. Um, you see AC Milan on top there. We know what we did to AC Milan in the group stages. Um, went to the San Siro there and absolutely bullied them to bits. They're top of the league. Inter Milan are second in the league. I think Juve are down in fifth or something like that. Napoli as well. You see Napoli in the Europa. You know, so like, so we can we can talk about where Italian football is. Obviously, COVID has heavily affected it, and obviously, there's been a massive drop off, um, in the, in the strength of the Italian league. So I, I had no worries in, in watching the game. I was a little bit worried because the way it was unfolding, there was a little bit of lackluster complacency from us. But in terms of the overall thing and going back downfield, we know going back downfield, we we beat everyone at Anfield when we go back there in terms of Champions League under the lights um, so I wasn't overly worried um, but Klopp did ring the changes Bobby got the goal Salah got the goal so it was 2-0 so the scoreline listen great result in different performance um, then he rang the changes on 59 minutes a triple change came in we had uh, Diaz coming on for Mane um, and Diaz brought this unbelievable energy he was chasing down every ball all over the place, wanted to get involved, running in, pushing the mistakes from the Inter Milan side and stuff like that. Hendo came on for Fabinho. Very unusual, Fabinho getting a subbed off, um, but had an indifferent first half. Obviously, with the changes in midfield, he struggled to control it the way he normally would, and they were coming through the midfield pretty handy there. Um, and when a guy like Vidal is really... Um, getting control of you there, you do have to make the changes, especially at his level. Um, and Keita came on for Harvey Elliott. Keita, again, putting himself about. Um, but the one thing I wouldn't know, and we've spoke about it on this show a number of times, is the in-game management 
for Jurgen Klopp at times have been a little bit questionable. The timing of making substitutions to manage games to see results out earlier in the season had been a problem. The Brentford game is one that comes to mind straight away. But I think um, I think this time he got it spot on. He seen that we were getting overrun. He put the change in there. Hendo got control of the ball, got a bit of control of the midfield. Keita was putting himself about um, as he does. And Diaz brought that massive lift of energy up on the front line and stuff like that, which raised the energy levels of the team in general. When you see one of the guys on your team putting in a shift like that, you only try harder yourself. Um, obviously, Bobby stepped up. 75 minutes, glancing header, far corner, absolutely brilliant goal to get us going. I think in terms of the highlights, I think, you know, although Harvey didn't have his best night out there in the Liverpool short, and he becomes the youngest player, of course, um, to represent Liverpool in the Champions League, I think he will gain from that experience, and I think it's only a good thing. Um, I think Konate and Van Dijk were both amazing Uh albeit I don't like to see Van Dyke that busy, but it's good to see him tested, you know, and he was tested the other night. Um, but when you see him, like, when you see him just, you know, pushing Martinez off the ball, like this Latoura Martinez that everyone is raving about, and then you see, like, Jekko running in on goal with a ball over the top, and Van Dyke just runs in, pushes him out of the way, and takes the ball off, and, like, he doesn't even exist. Um, was unbelievable, you know, uh, to see. Uh, but from a positional point of view, they were absolutely class. And it was great to see Van Dijk as well getting stuck into Trent when he's not happy. Um, I would say there was too many chances afforded to the opposition. And I think if we were up against better opposition, they might have a bit more success. Um, we know the level that this Inter Milan team is at. Um, but yeah, good. Um, but for now, we can park the European journey. We're back into the Premier League. Um and up next is Norwich on Saturday. Big game again. As we said, these are all cup final games. There's no doubt about it. So we got Norwich, then we got Leeds, and then we got the little matter of a Carabao Cup final, which could be the first bit of silverware we could put in the cabinet, which would be absolutely fantastic. Great to see that we are absolutely competitive on all four fronts this season with a real good chance of winning any of the four Um Hopefully we can reel Man City back in in the league. Let's get on to the player ratings. Allison, I gave a six to. Um, I thought he was solid, but I thought his footwork at times he was a little bit jittery in the first half, and at times when he took the ball down, he he created this little bit of panic that we didn't need. So I gave him a six. Um, Trent, I gave a six to as well, but you could have given a five. You know, very quiet first half, wasteful and stuff like that. Um, unlucky not to be the. Adanovic with a with a free kick, but like his defensive side is absolutely shocking at times. The tracking back was non-existent, and he just at times Perisic just absolutely tortured him. And I thought for Trent at his level with the experience that he has, he'd figure out a guy like Perisic, you know. But unfortunately not. Konate gave an eight two, and Bo himself and Virgil absolutely brilliant, strong shielding, you know. Allison all the time, absolutely brilliant. Canate blocking shots and stuff like that. No, I just knew exactly where to be. And certainly Canate laying down a marker that may be potentially no disrespect to Joe Matt or Joe Gomez, but um he might be the number one choice as a partner for Virgil van Dijk. Um, we know that Mata Matipas had a run of games where he's been a little bit iffy, nothing major, but a little bit iffy. Uh, but Kanate has looked very strong in his outings. Van Dyke, I gave a nine to. I thought he was absolutely sublime and the busiest he's ever been. And he stood up and he relished it, really, really enjoyed it. 
Uh, Robo will give a seven to uh, a couple of well timed tackles and stuff like that, but uh, sometimes sloppy in possession and stuff like that. Um, but uh, an absolutely brilliant delivery for Bobby Firmino's header. Um, so give him a seven. Thiago will give it a six to. Um, I didn't think he impacted on the game the way I thought he was going to be. Um, I was expecting a lot more out of it. Um, but at times he was okay. Um, I can't remember moments in the game that actually come to me where, you know, say, look at Thiago there or something like that. I think he was just kind of going through the motions. Um, Fabinho, I gave a 7-2. I think he at times he won the ball very well, you know, tidy in possession. Um, but didn't really stamp his authority with the two boys in midfield and at times got a little bit overrun. Um, so that's how I'm getting hooked, let's say. Harvey Elliott, um, not going to go in on the lad too hard. It's, it's you know, his first outing in the Champions League for us and as well becomes the youngest player. So I gave him a six. He had a tough time in there, but certainly he'll learn from it. But he was in, tucked into that tight position in midfield because um, a lot of what Milan was doing was coming up the middle. Um, which is a kind of an unusual position for him. And it's kind of a position for maybe a more stronger in terms of stature and build kind of midfielder. And he will grow into that in time. There's no doubt about it. Um, but put in a shift, but got a little bit overrun, but will definitely learn from the experience. And I love the way Klopp does this, the way he bloods the players young, gets them that experience and they move on and they learn from it. And that's all we can ask for. So I give him a six. A lot of places were giving him a five, but I'm not having that. I think it's a bit harsh on the boy. Um, Mo Salah um, I gave a 6-2 um, kind of struggled to get into the game but it was the kind of story of the whole team really when you think about it um, bar the two centre-backs um, but uh, cropped up and got his goal as only he does and you know Mo Salah crops up and gets a goal you can forgive him at times for some of the impact that he has on the game but I thought a lot of those diagonal balls that we normally play to him that he took down and stuff that he took them down lovely but he seemed to run himself into trouble or run out of ideas or at times he was looking for a bit of protection from the ref and stuff like that and sort of being strong and getting into the game the way we know he can Jota gave a 5-2 obviously got injured and um, came off got hooked for uh, Bobby but um didn't really have an impact on the game, really. Um, I don't know how soon he was carrying the knock or something like that in the game, but uh, a lot of running around, but not enough. A lot of result from that. Um, Sadio Mane, I give a five to as well. Definitely underperformed. Um, has to score that header without a shadow of a doubt, you know. Um, but yeah, I gave, him, I gave him a five. I didn't think he was a. Uh, I didn't think he was great on the day. Um, uh, on the subs, Bobby came on for Jota on 46. Um, gave him a six. Didn't do a huge amount, but definitely cropped up for the header, um, which is a crucial goal and something that's needed. And so look, we know Bobby, he's always good for an away goal, um, but rarely delivers at Anfield. So, but a uh, kind of expectation. Keita came on for Elliot at 59 minutes, gave him a seven. Uh, helped settle the, the Liverpool midfield down somewhat. Um, at the opening of um, and after that sort of start you know so it was, it was an interesting introduction Lewis Diaz came on for Mane on 59 gave him a 7 as well absolute wildfire of energy coming in chasing down everything trying to win everything block everything bring that bit of energy to the front line that was needed 
Uh, Jordan Henderson came on for Fabinho on 59 as well. This was the triple substitution. Again, helped to just shore up the midfield. It was so porous at times in the first half. And then the wind-down substitution, James Milner came on for Thiago in 86. And true, Thiago could have been hooked way earlier if we were still chasing the game or something like that. Um, 800 game for him as a professional. Um, incredible career that James Milner has had. 800 games. Um, also talk about Salah. Salah's goal, I think it's his eighth uh, in a row in Champions League away games. Unbelievable record from Mo Salah. But that sums up your player ratings. Let us know what you thought down in the comments. If you want to contact the show on Twitter, at Session Shankly, you'll get us on the Upper Tier Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, it's the Upper Tier on Facebook and Instagram. And you'll also find audio versions of show Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We will see you before the Norwich game, Reds. Let's do this.